Last time on Tabletop Tag, listeners were introduced to the White Crest Estate, nestled in the Scarlet Mountains. It was just three adventurers that answered the call to attend the will reading of Cuthbert Nigel Killebrand Whitecrest. These three inherited a mansion full of secrets and danger, and let's not forget the trapped demon in the basement. After taking shelter in the small inn in the local town of Hempstead, we meet back up with our adventurers as they arrive in the estate in the morning to attempt a magical item inventory. It's a crisp winter morning with a lovely gray sky. You can hear the morning larks in the trees as you walk up the path approaching the mansion. There is winter withered bark and no leaves, so the larks, beautiful in flight, are swirling around your heads as you walk up to the front steps. Your breath hits the air, your icy fingers curled in your pocket, and as you walk up to the front porch, you hear a, just a faint music coming from the inside. Did you guys leave something on? I was going to ask you the same thing. Okay. Um, Bronca grabs her necklace that she wears, her clockwork necklace. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I feel it turning. Can I take a look? Yeah, feel this. Uh, I'm going to grab it. Uh, what do I see? Oh, well, like 20 something. Oh, 20, wow. 20. So I got a 12 plus 9. Great. Um, yeah, so you can actually take it in your hands mm-hmm. and you feel it not only um, like almost vibrating, like it's tuning to something. You can hear Almost like feel, going back and forth yeah, trying to like find. It's almost like it's cranking, crunching almost. Like you feel it vibrating in your hand. And I'm going to actually say that you even attempt to listen to it. Like if you yeah. can lift it to your ear, mm-hmm. you can almost hear that it's echoing the music that you hear coming from the house. Where did you get this again? You, you know, Braga kind of shrugs and kind of looks a little bewildered. And she's like, I, I wish I knew. I, I wish I could remember. This is, as long as I know, this has been in my family. Not even in my personal family, but in our tribe. And I think an elder left it to me. It was on my on my bed one day, you know, just rolled up into my bedroll, and you know, I loved it. And it grants me this magical power that I can, you know, cast a, a middling spell to make someone, you know, kind of half-heartedly attempt, you know, an action. So, when when Whitecrest was here, what was was with you, right? Did you ever meet him? So it, was it wasn't like, like he vague. it wasn't like he left it for you. I don't know. I think maybe I don't know, maybe he left it to an elder or something like that, but this is somehow connected. Do you I, feel safe going in there or you want me to go in before you? I feel drawn to to look for this, but I, I'm worried about I mean I wanna do something and Bronca is going to cast a telepathic bond. Okay. Okay. And it's going to give us, I will actually read it so I get it exact. We are now telepathically linked, where we can speak to each other in our heads. It is for one hour, and until the spell ends, we can all, you know, speak to each other wherever we are. Is there to 30 distance? feet. So we have to stay within 30 feet of each other, but we can still talk to each other. Awesome. Okay. 
for one hour. Just so, I mean, I feel so disoriented when I walk in there. Did anyone else feel that yesterday? I was very overwhelmed, but I don't know if it was like the mass of things that were around me or if it was truly something that something that was affecting me. I'm not sure. I'm going to pursue detect magic one more time. Okay. I and mean, I got so many hits, but maybe something has been activated by my presence. Or the locket's presence, really. Yeah. Matter. So. Okay. Well, would yeah. you like to take the lead, or would you like one of us to go first? I'll go first if you want. And I pull out. Apologies last week, because I made a mistake. <laughs> I said I had short swords. I don't have short swords. I have hand axes. So, I <laughs> want to get that out. It's important for my character. They're supposed to be like tomahawks. Like Red Native American So, I was saying short swords. It was supposed to be hand axes. <laughs> There's still a d6 worth of damage. Doesn't make a big difference. So. We're all airing our, our mistakes. I also have been concentrating on multiple spells at a time. It's not a special power I have. I just suck. Yeah, you had like two concentration spells. And, and then I tried to cast a third. It was bad. Anyway. I did it too. I had Hunter's Mark running and I casted uh, something that required concentration. Yeah, it, I mean, this is like the whole but, uh, reason we're doing this is to learn more. Of course. So uh, I will draw my hand axes, the plus one hand axe and the moon touch hand axe, staying within 30 feet of you. And I will do 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 right up to the front. Okay. Cloak of displacement active. I'm sure I can do something as well, but I'm not sure. Now, is there like a front door I'm going through, or is it a? It's um, as you walk up the front steps, which are really just three short steps onto the the front porch. Mm -hmm. um, you enter through, you know, like a columned, you know, traditional, like <coughs> almost like a southern manner. So we're making our way back into the house. Back into the house, okay. which is kind of what's calling Bronca forward. You see two oak doors, twin oak doors that face each other. And um, as you go to open it, you know, it's, it is locked. The front door? You've yeah. got the key. Uh, I think, Bron Bronca, you have a key, right? Oh, I took the key. Oh, apologies. Have, I think several keys on a key ring. I think, I, I think that I did take it. Yeah. I'm gonna look through my pockets. I find it, I guess. Okay. And um, I find it. Yes. Yes. I'll, I'll I'll say that you find it, and you know, might take about ten minutes or so, but we'll get in. Okay. Rocka, almost drawn through the doorway, is is listening and hearing the music and climbing over piles of things and so forth. Stands in the middle of that entry doorway and casts detect magic. What? Bronca is confused and overwhelmed. She, she can't narrow anything out. She is, there's so much ah. magic in that foyer. Yes. And throughout the house that you almost see her become overwhelmed. Um, I'm going to crouch and listen. I'm going to try and pinpoint where the music's coming from. Roll me a perception check. While I'm there. 17. I notice that she's upset. Um, it's it's coming from the, the left side of the hallway on the second floor. As you walk up, the, the, the banister kind of twirls around. There's a right and left wing. Mm -hmm. And towards that left-hand side, which is not where we went mm. yesterday, um, she is, you know, you're, you're going to hear, like, this faint music, to you anyway. You hear it very, very faintly. Upstairs on the left. You had something in the 
No, I just wanted to know if I noticed that she's upset or like confused. Yeah, roll me a perception check. Or maybe insight. Not 20. Plus 13. Yeah, you can almost see (laughs) the inner workings of her brain. As as much as. You can see the chemicals interacting. (laughs) 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 Yes, she she is getting so many pings on her. She's overwhelmed. Drop it. Just drop the spell if it's too much for you. And there's no shame in it. Just drop the spell. We'll find it eventually. And we'll just trace that music and hopefully it'll lead us to the right place just oh, just take a breath I can't hold it anymore I understand I understand Bronca almost see her let it go as her whole face like mellows and adjusts as if she's just come out of something but you know she does she does relax mm-hmm. and um you know you, just, you rolled so high on perception mm-hmm. um I'm gonna say that I even when you touch that locket, you're feeling that vibration, that soft music, and... Do I know, feel like I know where it would be coming from? I think you agree that, that that's where should we should be heading. Yeah, so, let's go find that music. Now, you said you heard it upstairs to the left? Upstairs, halfway. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just take the stairs slowly and we'll go upstairs. Okay, so we go up together? Mm-hmm. Okay, as you... You know, begin to approach these stairs. You know, the house has not been in good condition, Mm-mm. has not been upkept, and there's even piles of things on the stairway. So you're making your way slowly, but you you do hear creaking. You, you know, these, these floors are not sound. Creaking from us or from upstairs? From the floors. Okay. As you're, as, you're, as you're walking, you know, there's a little bit of noise. Some of the atrium windows that are up above you, almost as skylights are letting in, you know, these beautiful, like, colored beams of light, but in it, tremendous amount of dust dances around. I mean, this house is completely unkept. Mm. You pass old furniture, you smell that old furniture polish on everything, and um, you're you're slowly going to make your way past really dusty, you know, red velvet tapestries as you kind of come to the top of the stairs, and we're going to turn left. Are you perceptive? I'm pretty perceptive. Nine. Twenty-one. You find an old bathroom on your right-hand side. The door is open. Mm-hmm. And as you approach down the hallway, now Bronca, having let go of all of the magic in the house, is now really just focused on following where that vibrating locket is going to take her. And she almost steps up, not ahead of you, but next to you. I'll walk like half a step back. Okay. I'll let Bronco leave, and I'm going to be right there, right next door. Um, as you approach, there's a closed door on the right hand side. Um, Bronco walks up to him and, and just kind of puts her hand on it. It's like I, you know, she she turns to Cronin. I, I need to get in here. What do you feel? I I I just know that I need to be in there. What? And since your perception check was so high, I'll tell you that you're feeling the same way, that that music is, is much louder on the other side of the door. Uh-oh. Vinny's concerned about what this is. Not sure Corona would know. I'll try to open the door. It's locked. It's locked. Vinny. Yeah. Keys. Oh. And there's about ten keys on it. They're all different shapes and sizes. This one's the front door. That's all I know. I go to the next one. I'll 
I'll just keep trying them and see if any of them open. Okay, again, we have the keys, so I'm just going <coughs> to say eventually you're going to hit a very odd-looking golden key that's almost pointed at the end, and you're just kind of stabbing it into the lock. As you do, you're going to use a pretty fair amount of force to just push it open. Okay. Um, Bronco steps to the front of you because now she's really being compelled to find out what's going on. And as she steps into the room, it's a music room. You see antique instruments. You see you know, almost like chairs set up in a semicircle as if to listen to salons or things like that. You know, this is a very old-fashioned salon where people would, you know, recite poetry and readings and things like that. And down, a couple steps down um, onto a, a lower platform in the center of this, basically like a mini amphitheater kind of thing, um, is a large player piano. Is it playing? That is playing music. Again, someone wrote me a perception check. Uh I'll let him do a regular perception check, but I want to take your locket and hold it up to my ear. Is it the same? And is it the same tune? And is it the same pitch? Roll me a perception check. 19. 19. You guys are so perceptive. That's a Ooh, no, I'm not. I am not perceptive. You've got, like, all the perception bonuses. Yeah, but I rolled a 2. All right. That'd be an 11. It's not bad. It's mm. not bad. I didn't make it very high. You, when you look at it, you're sensing that... It's reminding you of the door in the basement. This intricate gears and so forth. It's golden in color and with almost a, a glass facade where you're looking right into it and you can see that it is the same maker. It, it clearly, clearly it's the same people, it's the same tinker, something. It, it, it's of the same origin background. So it, it, we can see through the glass of the piano wall and like it's mechanical it's underneath? Mechanical. Is Bronca, it upright? Are you saying you took Bronca's necklace? Yeah, and I'm trying to hold it to my ear and concentrate. Is it the same song? Like, it, my eyes closed. As you hear a note on the piano, it takes just a moment, and you're hearing it echo through. What shape is the locket? locket. It's just a round locket with gears. Just circular, not like a heart or anything? Nope. Okay. How dirty is this room? Like, how is this room cluttered like the other parts of the house? It's not cluttered. It's properly set up as if it was used. However, it is incredibly, like, just layers of dust everywhere. It's still very dusty. Behind the piano is a wall of windows that are all shuttered. But you are getting, like, these tiny cracks of light. Do I see any dust on the floor? Like, did somebody come in and turn this on? Like, footprints or dust or handprints? No dust of any kind. It looks like nobody has been in there. The dust hasn't been disturbed is what Nothing's I mean. Nothing's been disturbed. Okay. So Bronca is, is stepping in, and she walks down these couple steps to the piano, and walks over. I want on the side of the piano is a crank, um, a traditional crank that you know you would turn around for a player piano. Now you're seeing that you know while she was upset before, she's calm, almost serenely calm. Bronca, do you recognize this piano? Don't touch that. Don't touch no, it. I wouldn't do that, Bronco. And as she's cranking it, slowly, slowly, you're all pulled inside. And you are now in a room surrounded by cranks and gears. Oh, God. God damn it. In a box. You hear a loud clicking. It's hard to hear each other now. 
But we still have the telepathic link, right? You still have telepathic link. Okay. So instead of yelling over this, I'll just talk to each other in your heads. Now that Bronca has been sucked in, she, oh, all you hear it, it, is her thoughts, her raw thoughts. I can't believe this. I'm sorry. What, what was I doing? I, I don't understand what's going on. There's um, something here. You see inner workings of the clock. The, the, the clockwork of the piano, right? Exactly. Gears turning. All you smell is machine oil. What are we and standing as on? As you're standing there, Bronca is slowly getting her, her, her wits about her, and the crank is in her hand. Okay. So clearly something magical is happening here. I want to in investigate the crank. I'm guessing it has like a handle, right? And a, a pipe almost. A handle and then like an L shape that goes into the side of the piano. Okay. On that L shape, what does it look like? Is it, it literally is like, just a, like a, a circular gear that fits in? Oh, it's just a regular circle. Yeah. Okay, guys, spread out and look for that circle. There's got to be a circle in here somewhere. Okay. Stick that back in. Keep it cranking. Oh, oh, bad. Oh yeah, it's a big fat five. Fifteen. Oh. Fifteen. Okay. I'll say that. You're seeing that there's like these little crevices and walkout ways and so forth, and you could really explore for a long time. So, which way and which direction do you want to start walking? Oh, we stay together. Yeah. I don't care if we could talk to each other in our heads. We stay together. Okay. This sucks. I had a full day of cleaning and dusting ahead of me, and now I'm stuck at a piano. <laughs> Bronca starts exploring and looking for, uh, she's not even sure what, somewhere where her crank fits in, her Is it full with anybody in there? I, I, I don't see anyone. Does anybody else see this? Oh, God. Okay, so Blanca's going to roll an investigation. Or no, Arcana, I think. I have, like, Arcana. nothing over here. She rolls a 19, and she starts to panic. She thinks she knows what this is. It is a, it's almost like a, a tinker's defense, an animated soldier. And as she starts to back, she sees a leg push out of the wall and boom, step down in front of her. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Right into it. Oh, shit. All right, I'll take that. I want you to do, I want this you to do better. I've never fought inside a piano. Oh, or a freaking tinkering oh, thing. No, no. Smack with the plus one hand axe and then the move touch hand axe. 
Oh, they're both probably going to miss. Oh, maybe not. So that's an 18 with the plus one hand axe. Okay, this is always where I get confused. It's okay. You need an 18, so do you hit it or not? It's armor class is 18, then I hit it. Okay. Yeah, the I never know who it goes to. You know what I mean? When's it the goes number? to the person it's hitting. It's all good. It's all it good. goes to the person hitting. It's all good. Okay. Uh, the, the, the moon touch hand axe misses, but uh, the plus one hand axe will hit. He takes, it takes 10 points of slashing damage, and I'm just going to stand there, hand axes out. And okay. that's my turn. Uh, Bronca goes next. Bronca, she's going to cast um, Cloud of Daggers. I'm going to class Flaming Spear. I am going to put it right over its head. It is a five feet sphere of flame. And it has to make a dex saving throw. Uh, six. I think that's a fail. That is a fail. Okay, he takes 2d6. Okay. That's seven damage to him. Okay. So he goes. And I am concentrating. He is going to take the cloud of daggers damage. Yeah, he is. That's 11 points of damage. As he is approaching you, he is going to make a multi-attack with a bludgeoning axe. He's going to take um, one attack on you. Disadvantage. With disadvantage, of course. I forgot that the whole session last time. Oh, that's a nat 20. Disadvantage. I know, so he takes a 17, but yeah, that would have been cool if the 20 hit. Go for That's 10 points of damage on uh, Cronin. Ouchie. And uh, let's see, his next roll on Naga. That's a 19. Stand a lot more damage than she can. Hogan, it makes me a bit nervous. So, instead of using my bonus action for Hunter's Mark, I'm going to use my bonus action and cast a third level healing spirit. What? I'm the healer, fucker. But that's a bonus action. I can do that and still hurt. Okay. And you could have multiple healing spirits. <laughs> so, a cast and uh, this ethereal radiant glowing wolf Ooh. about yay big appears just floating around the battlefield I think as part of the bonus I should cast it I can move it yes actually you know what I'll just cast it right on Bronco okay. and uh, on your turn you'll heal the 2d6 okay. I yeah. will not or you do uh, I pull it it's unclear but usually whoever casted the spell rolls it, Got it. Um, okay. and then I'm gonna move in and uh, take a couple of swings at his face okay Plus one hand axe. Not gonna do it. Moon touch hand axe. That'll hit. That's a 22. He will take, not great, eight points of slashing damage. And that will take him out. Oh! oh okay. Dang! So, it's with a great axe? Hand axe. Hand axe. Yeah. Okay. As the hand axe cracks down onto this inanimate, you know, metal object, the helmet shifts just enough to knock it off. And then what you see is quite literally the armor just break down. 
you know, almost as if someone just threw it across the room, shattered against the wall, and then <coughs> metal pieces on the floor. Okay, I'm gonna drop my fiery ball. Uh, you heal 2d6. I only, it only lasts a minute. So, so stand will, under there. <laughs> oh, we could just dance under it until we're full. Okay. I'll just keep moving it back and forth until we're both full again. Okay, um, you take this guy out, but we are still in initiative. Um, oh, shit. Oh, that might change. You start to hear the cranking. Oh, no, 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 I didn't drop my fireball. My okay, fireball's still, still up. Now. Okay. Still give it to you. you still have it. Slowly, there's more cranking behind you. It's starting to gear up again. And you're in a hallway with like longer, you know, little like out sheets or whatever. Uh, I can't. wants to leave. Uh, guys, I, I don't think we should just stay here. I'm gonna fire. I'm gonna hold my fireball up in that area, and Where say. We landed originally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say, if I cast a spell that makes us more quiet in here, uh, that fireball goes away. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. Drop it. Pass without trace. Pass without trace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where are we going, guys? We're still trying to find a spot for that crank to go into, right? Yeah. Bronca is casting arcane eye. It is an invisible magical eye with range that hovers in the air for the duration. Um, so it's going to last up to an hour. I can mentally receive visual information from the eye as normal vision or dark vision up to 30 feet. The eye can look in every direction. As an action, I can move the eye around our space up to 30 feet in any direction. I'm going to cast the magical eye right over us where we are, and I say we just dive to this left little corridor right here, and, and, and kind of, you know, just get out of this immediate area, but I'm we'll keep an that. eye on it. All right, I'm good with that. Okay, I like it. Okay. While we go down that corridor, I say we do it as quietly as possible with this extra bonus of quiet, of okay. Pass Without Trace. Stealth checks. God damn it, you're fired. Pass Without Trace is running? Yes. 31. Fourteen. Oh no! Wait, hold on. I might be more stealthy than that. Fifteen. Even with a fifteen, you know, you guys are, you know, pretty quiet, a little stealthy as you're gonna walk around the corner. I'm gonna say that Cronin, because he did so well, is kind of leading you guys down the hallway, leaving the arcane eye behind me. You see, as we're kind of stealthing down the hallway, Bronca just stops. And her eyes like just shoot white, and you can see she's, you know, she, she's kind of just standing there. And I'm looking, guys. I, I I see it. I see it. The armor that you down and, and turned has now slowly been pulling itself back together. Oh shit. Oh, that's really not good. No. Run. Yeah. Are we Doctor Whoing this thing? Run. It's still. It, I mean, it's not rebuilt yet. It's not rebuilt. Okay, should we walk back over, take the head, and then run? Do you want to see if you can prevent it from being rebuilt? Yeah. Do you want to go back, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll run back, grab the head, and run back over. Won't you let me do it? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It, it, it's not back together yet. Do it, do it, do it. Go grab the head so it doesn't have a head. Okay. I'll go, and I'll try to be stealthy, but I'm going to move fast. Okay, you can get another stealth attack. Good mobility. Thank you for pass without trace. 22. Grab the head. Very, very stealthy. <laughs> or maybe an arm? Uh, I'll, I think the head is our best bet. I'll mm. take the head. Well, with that check, yeah, I'll say that you can find that, that, that helmet. That was part of it. Okay. Take it. Is it still rebuilding? And shuddering. And then it's going to slowly, like, just settle back down against the wall. Because the head is out of... Because the head is... 
Okay. I'll back up and I'm gonna watch it for a couple more seconds. It's not doing anything. A football run back. A football run back. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> cradling the head. Okay. Guys, I, I think it's done. Where do we put the head? You want us to walk around with a head? I mean, it's not really a head, it's just a helmet. I'll put it on. <laughs> what if it crushes your head? You know what? Fine. I don't care. Let's go. I need to find a <laughs> hole in a wall, apparently. Roll, roll me a check. Just, just give me a number. Roll me a 20. Just a 20, uh, 13. It kind of fits, but not really. It's really tight on your head. And you're kind of like... Take shit, bit on top. I'm going to take that off. <laughs> it might be your big ears. I'm very sensitive about my big ears. I'd like you to not make fun of them, please. Hey guys, that also um, might be your big head. I'm pulling, I'm gonna pull my eye, um, my floating ghost eye, out of that room, and I'm gonna send it out in front of us. I like that idea. Okay. Is it shining, shining a light from it? So no, not necessarily. It okay. Can, it can just see. Okay. Okay. It's not like gonna so alert anybody. My eye, I'm gonna run a perception check. It does not alert anyone. Only I can see it. An eleven. I'm gonna say I don't. So it's a dead end? Maybe another century. Oh. Is it still actively humming? Do we hear music? Yeah. It does make a bit of sense. I mean, there's no music in here. It's just loud. Gears cranking. 26. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the locket is almost vibrating to the point where it's lifted up off of my chest. It's Magnetic? Magnetically, like, hanging oh, in the air. This is not good. I don't like that thing. I'm turning around. There's kind of, do, do you see anywhere to, to, to insert the crank? Like, Bronca, Bronca, take a breath. Okay. You're the key here, not that necklace. You, you know what we need to do. I want you to take a breath, and I want you to think about where we need to go. Do you feel this thing is pulling you in any direction? Do you feel that you are, I don't know, maybe you need to sit and concentrate and just try to commune with this machine and see if you can connect somehow? I don't think this is the right place to stay. I think we need to go back to the main hallway and continue down that path. Look okay. the eye in front of us to see what we can see. I think whatever you decide is a good idea because mm -hmm. I feel like... You were the one to know to, to turn that crank. You knew that inside you. It wasn't just the locket. Yes. So we will follow you. Um, so we're gonna go out back to the main hallway. Bronca is walking in that direction and she's taking her RK9 and sending it 30 feet in front of you guys to you know, basically search walls, you know, look for any kind of rotating mechanism where it looks like her locket, her lever, or even if there's just another lever to pull, something that, right. that, that can that can help. You guys go back out to the main hallway, and is everyone following her? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She goes back out and turns left and just continues in the opposite direction of where you guys originally came in. Okay. But you are kind of walking down the hallway, and as you do, you're, you're just seeing it get darker. So you're, as you I'm gonna have to cast. Forward, you're gonna cast dark vision. Dark vision on myself, yeah. Okay, you can do that. Yeah, it's a spell. 
Uh, druids get it. Wizards get it, too, apparently. Yeah. You touch a willing creature with the ability to see in the dark for the duration. Um, it lasts for eight hours. It's not concentration. So I got dark vision. It's a level two. As you walk down the hallway, Bronca's just, she keeps moving her eye, but she, the vision's getting lower where she can see far ahead now. She's only seeing three feet from her. And you, it's getting darker and darker. Do you think she needs me to cast some sort of light in front of her? Well, I mean, the eye can see as far as up to 30 feet. And, and, and she's cast a dark vision, so she has 60 feet of darkness. But there's just... As you're approaching, it's it's getting quiet. You know, you almost feel like you're moving away from the the, the outer mechanics of where you are. We're going deeper and deeper into the center of of, of really whatever this is. Uh, you almost feel like you know, there's more and more shadows. You're kind of stepping into darkness, and Rocco's gonna roll a perception check. Um, she's smelling this thick. Spiced air. So heavily spiced that when she breathes it, it almost sticks to her lungs. Yeah, so, so, so you guys feel it too. It's almost becoming like a thick, spicy, warm air almost. Do I recognize it in any way? Like, um, from my history, my past? Do I recognize it from like a smell in the woods? Mm, I don't know. I, you want to roll a history check maybe? Maybe. Roll a history check. I have so many 20s here. Ooh. 16. Okay, so you know that in different lands, in like exotic places where these spices are, are grown and fill the air, that it almost, you know, creatures and animals like embody that. You know what I mean? Like they actually uh, like, they, they surround themselves with, with, with these spices and tinctures and oils and things like that to, you know, remind them of home and, and bring a part of that. Almost uh, as if it's part of, of who they are. So if I know this, I might say it quietly to you guys. Something is living in here. Something foreign is living in here. I suspect. And with that, you hear the darkness. Thank you for freeing me. Am I the only one who heard that? Mm-mm. We all did. Um, we all heard that. Bronca is, is so frightened. She's going to turn to go. And through the darkness, an ethereal creature moves forward. Wait, she's going this way and it's coming at her? Yeah, or she's so trying to go right away? behind us, like if she's turning around to go back on the other side of where we were just walking. How you far see, away? Three feet away. Oh, shit. You see what looks to be a creature made of air. I have a question. If I cast stone skin on myself and then turn into a bear, how would that work? Would the bear have stone skin at that point? <laughs> I don't know. Right? I'm the DM though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing about the multiple DMs though. Whatever call Laura makes, that's the call it's going to make. Maybe I'll wait for Vin to answer that question at a later date. No, Laura can make the call. I think Laura's going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I would say no. I would say no. I would say I have to read more. Mm. I'd have to read specifically what Stone Skin does and specifically your B-shaped abilities. You got it. If you were going to ask me to wing it and call it, and call it right now, I'd say no. Okay, guys, I have a flow. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Laura. Okay. I 
I'm sorry. He was like, thank you for freeing me. And then as she goes to run, ethereal man steps out uh, or thing steps into our dark vision. I'm going to start over from there. Okay. It was a deep, dark, what I would assume male voice coming from the shadows. But as Bronca turns to leave, she sees a female woman, at least from the waist up, forearms. Uh-oh. in gold, wearing a gold mask. From the waist down, floating as if made of air. The fuck is this? Don't know. I don't have a fucking clue what this is. Don't believe me. Back from behind you again, that deep, dark male voice, hand me the key. Well, initiative. <sighs> the response is going to be go fuck yourself. Okay, crowning. 22. Eighteen. Okay, Cronin. Okay, it doesn't say anything in my Slayer's Prey about only being able to do it once or whatever this. Um, so, bonus action, Slayer's Prey. Okay. On the, the, the voice, the male voice, we're not seeing anything yet. We're just hearing this. You have dark vision, correct? Yes. Okay. He is, the, the voice or wherever that's coming from is outside 30 feet from where you're standing right now. It's outside 30 feet. This mask thing we can say. The mask thing is actually lit. Almost Glowing like a blue. Oh my god. Pale blue. She's how, emanating like. How wide is the hallway? I would say maybe 30 feet wide. 30 feet wide. Okay, we're gonna test it. Um, a creature? I just didn't know if it was like an illusion or something like that. If it's something physical that you I can. You can roll hit. insight to see if you think she's an illusion. 13? Yes. No, she. she, she of her. She has enough, you know, presence. There's a form there that There's I can There's a hit. form that you feel like you can get at any one. Slayer's Prey. Bonus action Slayer's Prey. Yes. yes. We don't know. Chloe thing. Us? Yes. Mm-hmm. Plus one index. Moon touch index. Uh, 22 and 12 on the moon touch hand. Oh, no. I'm sorry. The 12 is not hit. 12 is not hit. Okay. So plus one hand hits. Takes uh, nine slashing back. She took that. You can see it. So, so you, you're going to get a handle on this now. That, okay. That, that she it can be brought down. You kind of hear like a, a screech out from her. But behind you, it's, I am more than I appear. Veneer, your turn. Okay. I am going to cast. Okay, first off, I'm going to go in my little box. I'm going to pull out a little scorpion. Okay. And I'm going to throw this scorpion up into the air and I'm going to cast giant insect and now there is a giant scorpion in the hallway running toward I am more than I appear and the giant insect has blind sight apparently and is going to take his three attacks two with his claws and one with his sting okay is this going on your initiative like your attack or he has mm-hmm. it goes on my turn and it can obey my commands so i casted it this time and that's my action will it be able to go this turn because i'm telling it to go uh, i'll i'll let you do it is that right you can let it go but i think you should roll an initiative for it okay it says it goes on my turn oh it does okay if it's flat out says that then that's fine okay yeah so all right so so it does attacks. okay hold on 
It does three attacks. Two with its claws and one with its sting. Okay. So the two claws, ooh, it's like way over 20 on the first one. And then the other one is a nine. 20 and a nine? Okay, yeah. the 20 hits. Okay, and then while I'm doing it, it's also going to do its sting. Ooh, no, the 10. Oh, wait, what am I on 11? Because I messed up. Okay. <laughs> so it does 1d8. That is five damage, and the target is grappled. The target is grappled? Yes. It is it's... not grappled. Why? It's immune. Immune to grappling? Yeah. It's air. It's literally just going to, you're going to try to grab it. The pinchers are going to try to grab it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit of that damage, but it's just going to whoop right out of there. It didn't take all the damage? I'm not supposed to tell you, right? That's how Vin runs his stupid games. Um, she's not me. She's Laura. She can do what she wants. God damn it. All I right. I just told you, you see it take a little bit of it, but it, it's literally made of air. It's just going to whip right out of there. Yeah, I heard you. Now I'm aggravated. All right. Next spell. That's my whole turn. All right. So next Bronca's going to go, and she casts Mind Spike. Basically, she is going to make it roll a wisdom save and it will take psychic damage it makes it save but it will take half the damage so that's 3d8 she's also going to use her um, movement to just <laughs> to just back up she's not going to take an AOL because it was on the other side it's still Bronca's still fairly scared so she's going to back up a little bit more okay so now she goes as you see her kind of dodge away from this these pinchers and she, she she's she basically turned into like a ghosty mist there for a second and then brought back her form a little bit and she twisted away now as you're seeing her she, she's gaining speed twisting 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 almost as if into like a whirlwind like almost she's whipping herself a little bit She's whipping herself up, and she is going to stand. Let's see. Uh -oh. She's moved here. She's moved so next she's to us. Eat, yeah, well, she's ninety feet, so she's gonna move what? right into the middle oh, of the three of you. No. Oh no! And you're all gonna give me a strength save. Did you just make your save? Twenty-four. Oh. oh boy, it's gonna be a big old two. Uh, I have no strength. Oh, no, that's not true. My strength is a... Wait a minute. Oh, that's a six. Apologies. Concentration check. Okay. So you take half damage. And I made my con save. I don't have anything wrong right now. You made your con save for your... Scorpion. Scorpion. Okay. Okay. Um, everything is concentration. Everything is concentration. I can't do shit. So... Bronca takes 15 points of damage, and she is thrown 20 feet back. Which way? Back. I'm going to say this back way? down the hall. Yeah. Toward the voice or away from it? Away from the voice. All right. Veneer is also going to take 15 points of damage. Okay, which way? I'm going to guess against this wall, like here? Uh, yeah, you're going to take 20 feet, so you're going to get slammed into that wall, so mm. I'm going to roll another d6 to see what damage you take by the wall. Oh, that's only two, so you take 17 points of damage total, and you take half of 15, so that is going to be seven. 
with that seven points of damage, you basically just stood there. You are not knocked, you are not prone. We are both prone as of this moment. We're on the ground. Avenge me, scorpion! Avenge me! <laughs> okay. Does the scorpion have to do a save? How far away does her wind push? Her wind? Um, let's see. It is. Yeah, but she moved down the hall to us. It says anyone in her space. I specifically Put positioned her, her so everybody's within five feet of me. So if the scorpion was not within five feet. Oh, not within five feet. No, he I'm was down say the hall. The scorpion didn't get hit. Okay. From behind you, you stood there and you were not prone and you did not get hit. And as you kind of recenter yourself because your strength really held you in place, and, but you're, you are you were not, so you're just going to take a second to shake out of it. And you hear from behind you. I am Nadim, and you will bow to my... And stepping out from underneath that darkness, you see a... It, it, it almost reminds you of the woman that you see on the other side, but he is more, more real. He is more flesh. You see that he's more formed out. It's really just like kind of his legs into his feet that seem like airy and ghosty almost. Mm-hmm. What you're looking at is a large man seven feet tall. He has like a blue grayish skin, dark, dark black eyes. His hair is wrapped up in like a silken, I guess maybe like a reddish dusty brown turban. He holds a large scimitar and as it kind of, you know, has these silky ribbons that flow off of it and are kind of being blown around from the breeze by what looks like to be a smoky black part of his body. He has these carved, I would say almost runes, kind of carved into his arms and a large rune across his chest. He has this open kind of vest. And it is his turn to go. I'm so angry right now at him. Okay. He's a genie. Oh, you know he's a genie, but do you want to roll to see if your character knows what he is? Oh, yes. So I think I'm in a lamp right now. Take a little of that. Ooh, you said what? History or what? Um, arcane? Yeah, go with arcane. Yeah. Okay, it's a 19. 10. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, you know that it's a, it's a genie. Oh, it's a genie. You're going to yell that out? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, not just Daddy. Did he say his name? Nadim. 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 Um, okay, so now um, he's going to go and Cronin is standing right in front of him. So he makes three scimitar attacks. Whoa! With disadvantage. At least on the first one. I have it written right here that I have to roll with disadvantage for you. At least on the first one. If he hits me on the first one, then it's over. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Six plus nine. Does a 15 hit you? All right. So the first one is dodge. Does a 21 hit you? Yeah. Okay, so one hit so far. Oh, uh, that do, that doesn't have to be a disadvantage. If, if that that won't, the second one hit me, then it's normal until. Okay, even with the higher one here, it's still. It still nine misses. It, well, okay. doesn't eighteen hit you? Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna take two hits. Why are we all so squishy? I only went with a sixteen AC because I figured cloak of displacement would offset that. It's true. 
I'm going to say the yellow is, is lightning damage. Okay, so you take 13 points of slashing damage right. plus two points of lightning damage. So as he comes across you, you're gonna take. He's gonna hit the first one, but he's swinging wide. But as that second one rotates around, it's gonna pop right across your chest. And then that third one is just gonna sting you a little bit with this like sap of like a little bit of lightning that's just gonna kind of sear that wound. Oh, that's gonna leave a mark. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it, Conan. I know until the start of my next turn, so now I'll go to this one. Okay, Cronin. Okay, bonus action, Hunter's Mark. All right. On the genie. So now I've got Slayer's Prey running on her, I've got Hunter's Mark running on him, and uh, Slayer's Mark is in concentration? Slayer's Prey is not uh, a spell. It's a oh. monster's, it's monster Slayer ability. Oh. And uh, plus one hand axe on the genie. I don't think a 16 is gonna do it. Boom touch hand axe, no way, natural one. Okay, so I'm just gonna say you kind of turn and you're hurting, but you're just gonna go for it and you kind of swing wildly at him. But he's made of air and he just, you know, changes his form, let it pass his throne, pass his throne, and, and you're not hitting him. <laughs> okay. I'm just windmilling. Uh, the mirror. Oh my goodness. Deck save, motherfucker. Deck save on who? On. The lady? No. On the gin. Okay. You oh, I'm prone. prone. I gotta stand up. Do you have to stand up to cast? Yeah. Do you want to use your movement to stand up? You can. Wait, is yeah. it My range is 300 feet. Movement. It would be, it's half your movement to stand up. Okay, so do, what are you choosing to I'll do? stand up. Okay. Because I don't want to get hit and be mm -hmm. advantage. So I'll stand up, but I'm going to make a pillar of ice storm. Right up. It's 20 foot radius. And it's 90 feet high, it's one action, and it's instantaneous, so it's only one. Okay. So it's essentially like jagged ice just falling all over him Ooh. for one turn. And he takes, well, he'll take half damage, but he has to make a deck save. Motherfucker. All right, whatever. So anyway. Hey, damage is damage. Damage is damage. So that is, because I know it matters, 2d8 bludgeoning which is 13, and then 4d6 of cold. Is it 9, 10, 11, uh, 9, 13, 13, uh, 18 cold, and 13 bludgeoning. Get nabbits. It's a good spell, too. It's a good spell. 15 damage. Good damage. Good damage. Yeah. 31's really good. You gotta hurt him. Okay. You gotta, you gotta do some damage. At this level, you gotta be used to things making their saves a lot. Oh, oh, my scorpion goes too. My yeah. scorpion. Let the scorpion ring. He's got 40 feet of movement. Can he get to the to the chick? Can he get to the chick? Yes. He, he got 40 absolutely feet. can get to the chick, yeah. All right, so he's gonna run up to her, mm -hmm. and he's gonna do his three attacks. Because okay. I'm just gonna yell. All on her. Hit him, yeah. The scorpion, three attacks. Hold on, I'm sorry. This is two hits with his claws. Gang habits. Does a 12 hit her? Nope. 13? No. Dang it! All right, my next hit is gonna be the sting. It's okay, Scorpion. It's okay, I just need to give you a name. I think that's the problem. So the Scorpion whiffs it. Okay, Bronca is 
oriented and, and, and just laid out on the floor, but she she pulls herself together to sit Get up, up, bitch! As you see her do it, you, you just see this concentration on her face. She is so, she, she's building this anger and just staring, staring this woman down. As she's twirling around or whatever, but you see Bronca has the focus, right? Just staring into her. And she casts Phantasmal Killer. So oh, she has to take a wisdom save. Oh, and she fails that. Um, Who's she? The chick. The chick. Yeah. Okay. So this like lady, like phantom ghost thing. I thought she was doing um, something to herself. Uh, no. And she takes twenty points of psychic damage, and Bronca's just like, oh, I see it see all your pain and she's reaching into her mind and conjuring forth this image of her in, in, in obsolete in ghost in, in darkness living a life of emptiness and just pushes that vision back into her head to the point where like she's just screaming in pain as she kind of swirls uncontrollably in the center as like you can see like Bronca just conjured up this major like damage into like her mind holy crap all right it's her turn and she is just spinning out of control uncontrollably she's she's going back and forth and back and forth and as she kind of pushes around you'll see that she is going to just slam into let's see i'm gonna say she so slams skinning. into veneer hey you stood up right yes okay yeah uh, she's gonna slam into you again. Give me a strength save. Strength save. That's my strong suit. Get it? 13. Oh, you make it. Oh, so no way. Tell me, tell me, 15. lady. You take half of that. Oh, 15 I take half? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because you made it, you are not prone. You're just kind of ugh. Well, I sucked, guys. You've seen the DM toss off these feeble attempts of Cronin's to try to hit him. And he moves into that center spot where that lady is again, and you almost see what's coming. He's starting to build steam. Is he moving past me? He's moving past you, yeah, so you will take an AO. Oh, I'm doing it. Come on, baby. All right, plus one hand axe, 22. 22 hits him. God, I hope so. Uh, eight. Dent, uh, I'm gonna say you like kind of like hit him in like his his back corner shoulder as he's like kind of nudging past you, but he's spinning pretty quickly now. You don't see much of an interaction from him, and as he spurls, he he, he just kind of gets this whirlwind going, and you, you we all feel it. We're all kind of being drawn into it. It's far stronger than the last one. Okay, and I need strength saves from everyone. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, 22. Pass. I think 23. Bronca passed. Seven. Seven. It's not going to get it done. Okay, it's maintained. It's not going to whirl up, hit you, and whirl down. This is now a permanent whirlwind in the center of where we're standing. Fortunately enough, Bronca and Veneer are kind of on this outside and don't get fully sucked in. 
but Cronin is fully restrained at the moment. Uh, lovely. It is your turn. Okay, I can still cast. Do I make the save at the end of my turn or anything for the restraint? Well, it's now your turn. So you can try to make your save, and or you can cast and then try to make your save. Okay, so I can do it at the end of my turn. Yes, you can. Okay, cool. That was what I needed to know. Okay. okay. Let me double check. Okay, so a creature can use its action to free a creature restrained, included including itself, by succeeding on a strength check. Okay, so I could try to pull you out, or you can try to make your check now. Okay, that what I was hoping for. I don't want to use my action to do that. I gotta get back into the fray though. I can't sit here. All right, I'm gonna try. Yeah. I don't think an 11's gonna do it. It's not gonna do it. Yeah. All right. Bonus action. Uh, I'm gonna switch my slider's prey from the the girl to the genie. Got it. Come back. Okay. 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 First off, my scorpion got a 14 for his strength save. Okay. That is a fail. So, so what does he, that mean? He's there, but there's so much pressure on his body. He's just kind of almost not lift off the floor but the wind around him has him centric where he is just kind of held so can he get out of it he can make another strength save no i got a five no that's okay but my turn are the two of them within 20 feet of each other i'm gonna say right now because yes. he moved up he moved up, and she's kind of catacorner, but I will say that so it's careful, like but you this. can you can position to 20 feet, but you are going to be throwing it right at the wall by them. Like, so you're almost throwing it at the wall behind them, and they're going to get hit in the blast. No, no, no. It's a pillar. It comes straight up. It comes straight up? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's a 20-foot pillar, almost like you can kind 40 of hit feet high. shoulders, but you'll get both. Yeah. Okay, I'll get both? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Hold on, it's gonna be the ice storm again. So it's deck saving throws for both of them. And if it doesn't matter, I'm just gonna roll it all together. Is that okay? Yep. Ooh! One and a seven. The lady is the seven. So let's see. Oh, that was a one save? of the Dex. Dex. 13. Okay. Oh, my spell save DC is uh, 17. Oh. 21. Any after effects of that? Oh. It's difficult terrain now. It's difficult terrain. The 20 feet around them is difficult terrain. I don't think that should affect them because if they're floating. Yeah, they're floating. I, I don't, I don't think It'll affect, affect us. Them. Yeah. Okay. I feel good about myself even though my poor scorpion's not doing too good. So I know I still have my movement. But I'm going to go and move over by where my scorpion is then. My poor guy. Rocka stands and is just trying to position herself out of the way from the whirlwind. And she's just, she sees that, you know, that Cronin is just, you know, basically not moving and not really understanding why, but understanding that, it, that he's under pressure. I'm sorry, so I went to save my scorpion and not you. To, okay, so she is going to cast Haste because she's within 30 feet of uh of Cronin. so she's going to try to get him whatever boost she can and, would that mean um, that he would have two abilities to do a strength save i can take a different i can take a second action yeah you can take a second action it's actually advantage on dex but this is this is what she's able to do and um he can now dash disengage hide or use an object action yeah yeah 
And you get a plus two to your AC for the next 10 rounds. Okay. And that is her turn. Um, now you see this the, the, the female version of this, of this creature. She, she, she sees Bronca casting. Bronca just did that major damage, you know, to her mind and all, you know, she took all of that. She is enraged and she just comes after her with, with uh, two slam attacks, just throwing her. So let's see. Oh my God. What the fuck? Is that a 17 and a 16? It's a 16, 19. <laughs> you gotta stop rolling those two die together. What the hell? So Bronca just took 25 points. Oh no! Bludgeoning. She is hit and just thrown against the wall. And as as she kind of almost in slow motion hits the wall, you can see it, it ripples through her down abdominal body, and her head kind of whips as an after effect and just slams against the wall. And she's just gonna slump down right in front of it. I'm still conscious. Okay. But. She just took Healer, heal a lot. And now you're going to see Nadim go. He is still whirling. You are still restrained. He still has that 30 feet radius as long as we're not stepping into it. You know, mm. you can see that, um, you know, we're still kind of able to function on the outskirts. But now um, you see him roll in, pull into himself all his energy, and throw. And he is going to cast Thunder Wave. And yeah, because Bronca was just thrown, she is not going to take this damage. You definitely will, and yeah, you will as well. And so, where is your scorpion still out here? I think my scorpion came up here, uh-huh. and I think that oh, I moved, moved next to him, remember? You put yourself into strain, into being restrained? I put myself into being restrained. I walked well, next to him. he's restrained, and he's in the whirlwind. Oh, I didn't understand that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I okay. tried to I'm walk toward him. Toward it, but then you were like, oh, no, this is a bad idea. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't understand yeah. that. But yeah, I'm like over here and he, and the scorpion's there and you are there and he, she's, the chick is still there? Okay. So no, which way is he has, throwing has it? ran at me and, and, and throw oh. me, throw me. So I'm going to say she's over here. So in Thunderwave, now that, you know, the, the, the lady is, is out of the picture. Mm-hmm. He's going to pull into himself and cast Thunder Wave, and I'm going to need a save for the Scorpion and for Cronin. Okay, what's your save? Ten. Okay, no. That is 48. Ooh, that sucks. Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm rolling really well for the bad guys. Um, that's 11. 27 points of damage for the scorpion. How's the scorpion looking? Scorpion's looking okay, actually. Okay, how's the looking? All right. Still hanging in there? You said how much? 27 points. Okay, he has 52, so he's actually all right. He's all right so far. 27, 26, so DC 13 concentration check, 400 mark. Just made it. Just made it? All right. Fuck, so Hunter's Mark stays. Good. Okay, whose turn is it? My turn? Whose turn? It's Cronin's turn. Cronin! I'm gonna heal everybody. Hey, I got my staff. Alright, okay, cool. First, let's try and break out of this. Maybe. Nope. You know what? I'll let you roll a second check with that action if you want to try one more time. Hey! 12? 
Well, is it a check or a save? It's a strength save. Strength save? 16. 16. Oh, wait, hold on. Because you need it. Yes. And I feel the five hour energy run through my veins. Ah, yeah. And you have haste. I have haste. My speed is doubled. So yes. I Barry <laughs> Allen. <laughs> my way down the hall. Flash, where are you going? And I'm going to interpose myself between it. Uh, who, who, who is the genie swinging at? The genie pulled into himself and cast Thunderwave from like that center area, okay. but he could only hit you and the scorpion. Oh! Oh, I'm just going to get right up in his face. You're going to go into the center of the whirlpool. Oh, he's still whirling? Yeah, so he his is like kind of like a permanent thing 30 feet around him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Then... I will break from the restraint, sheath my, or just drop into my, uh, my, 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 my hand axes into my buckles on the sides, and draw my longbow. Okay. And I will just, and, but I would use both actions to break through. So but you're, you're right. just prepping to, yep. to take him out with the bow. Yep, I'm okay. just knocking him out with the back of my bow. Okay, Veneer. Okay. Can I move and or position myself mm-hmm. to get all of us in 30 feet? Within 30 feet of each other? No. You're going to have to choose between Cronin and Veronica. Because we're about 60 feet from each other. Okay. I'm going to take a couple steps until I know that you're within range. And I'm going to take my staff with a shark tooth. And I'm going to slam it on the ground and cast Mass Cure Wounds. Oh, love it. For the first time ever. Oh, Mass Cure Wounds. Great spell. That is poop. Oh, it's really bad, actually. 12 damage. Hey, we, no, we 12 all, points. That's right. We all heal 12, okay? Not okay. you. I'll take it. You're not in the pool. Yeah, oh. he, she had to choose between me and you. Yeah, well, you're not paying attention. Well, then why'd you mess? Why didn't you just cure wounds? Because I got me and her and the scorpion. Ah, got it. Okay, cool. The scorpion is more important than you, just so you're following. <laughs> you know, priorities. Hey, my scorpion who does not have a name is very important. So Bronca goes, and now she is a little healthier. She's kind of like just taking a moment. Um, she's gonna use half her her momentum to stand up, and she's gonna go. Oh my god, I've been so disoriented. Uh, I've got staff, and um, <laughs> she's gonna be like, "Geez, uh, I have no idea what I've been doing." And she's gonna cast fireball at fifth level. And, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. If we're inside the piano, are we miniature? That's a DM question. Look at we me. are not miniature. It's almost like another plane. All right, fine. I thought we were miniature because I'd love to see like the the, the 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 screen cut now to outside and the player piano, and you see, <laughs> like you see this little, like in Ant Man, where you see the guys are like <laughs> fighting on the train. Jesus! Math me. Twelve. Six sixes. Fourteen. No. Twenty. No, I said I see some sixes. Five. Thirty. Thirty-six. What? Oh. So, so. Was the Earth Elemental within twenty feet of him? In which case, she eats it too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm Save. Okay, so they are because they both took the what you call it. No, well she has to roll her save though. Yeah. But they both took the the pillar. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have her make her save. She's 
14. Nope, she fails it, so. You can use the same damage. Same damage, okay. So there's a casual 72 damage. Hey, Laura. I might have to take it too. Why? Because it's. So it's 20 feet, but it's a radius. So it's 40 feet. Scorpion might take it too. The scorpion, maybe, but no, I aimed it past him closer to the wall, so he was in the blast. Oh, so it's kind of like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. She aimed it away. No, I did like this. Like they were on the outter edge of it. Got it, got it, got it. No, no, no. I was specifically not aiming for you. Okay. Krogan is impressed. So, as you see that damage hit, the fireball, which is mostly like, you know, Bronca's disoriented. She's just standing up as she shoots it off. She more shoots it at the wall than at them but she's getting the blast radius on them. He is gonna take some damage, but as this fireball is coming at him, he, he hits. You can see it, it, it scolds him. It, it, you're seeing like a fleshy burn on him, but then he's going into air and coming back, okay? Still damaged, but still, still very much there. However, his whirlwind around him is gonna drop, nice. okay? At the same time, the woman who is who is not paying attention, who is facing the other way, is going to take the heat on the on her back, and she is going to light up in flames and just dissipate into <gasps> smoke. Yeah, gone. Takes care of that. Okay. Okay. So she is out of combat. Yay. Okay. So Nadim turns, and he is. He sees, you know, um, the woman that he has conjured and brought into being all of a sudden just light up on fire and burn in front of his eyes, and now he is outraged. He is going to, I'm going to say that he's going <laughs> to thunder wave. No one is grappled or held at the moment, but he is going to take his full movement to hover and to reposition himself between Veneer and Bronca. Okay, so in a 20-foot direction, he's getting the two of them plus the scorpion. We need save. Okay, it's a con save for Bronca, um, Veneer, and the scorpion. Bronca. Bronca makes it. 15 for Veneer? No, we need a 17. Ah! Well, then scorpion definitely messes it. How am I failing all these saves? 23. 23 points of damage? You take 23. I'm going to take half that. 11 points of damage. Oh my god. I am back down to 29. Okay. That is Nadine's turn. Cronin. Oh, so the whirlwind is gone now, right? The whirlwind is gone. He, sh- he thundered. Um, but you were out of that range. You did not. Yeah. Longbow on the back again. Out come the axes. Right up to him. Right up on him. Oh yeah. All right, go for and it. now with haste, I can swing four times. <laughs> Plus one hand axe. Uh, Twenty-three. Plus one hand axe again. Twenty-two. Yep. Uh, oh my God, he is angry. Moon touched. Uh, hand axe. Nineteen. <laughs> Hasted attack. Plus one hand axe. Fifteen. Fifteen does not hit. Okay. All right, look at this. 36. Please tell me that gets him. Okay, so as you just start hacking at him, you're going to hit him in the chest. 
He's gonna spin around to go at you, but you're relentless. You're crazed. You're so angry. <laughs> you're just gonna keep slashing him and slashing him. And as he spins around, you're gonna do one last slash straight across his chest. And the rune that's held there, that was etched into his skin, is gonna burn away. He's still alive, but as that rune burns, he slumps down, farther down. His feet start to form. The ghastly shape disappears and he is standing there in full form, drops to one knee. I am Nadim of the tribe of Khalid. I am bound to you for service till a wish is granted, master. <gasps> End of episode. <laughs> oh my!